0: Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are as a people inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings, for we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no secret is revealed. That is why the Athenian lawmaker, Solon, decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people confident that with your help man will be what he was born to be free and independent
1: all right you guys um let's talk a little more about the crypto universe since that episode got s- just so many uh listens considering now I understand you know what you guys are really interested in um, you should be listening to from the beginning to the end, yeah, this is also part of my fucking journey, but I had to go through all this, and then I had to vet the things that were true and untrue by eating a bag of dicks every day until, you know what I'm saying, I could back up the shit that I, you know, was true, so I encourage you to look, uh, go through that way, you know. You learn about as I'm going as you guys are going through the podcast, you learn about as I me mean, explaining things as they happen, and then in later and later podcasts, you learn about how I discovered more about certain things. And you know, even though some of these things some of these podcasts, some people are like, Oh, we didn't we didn't like you at the end of this podcast because of whatever well I went through something. I didn't realize you know what I'm saying it's not normal to know how a con artist works. Do you understand? So you have to learn their methodology. So one way they fuck you. And then later you learn how they fucked you. Um, But this is part of my journey. So I can't delete it because this is like a history of something. It it kind of tracks my progression of my states of mind, how I was understanding of things. It just is what it is. Um, It's like a guy who all he does is getting bar balls his whole life. And then he faces a dude who's, you know, been doing jujitsu for 20 years, like. I'm glad he thinks he knows what he knows, but he's going to, you see what I'm saying? He's some, that the dude's going to end his shit. So, you know what I'm saying? I, and, and and part of this process was me face people, facing people who were, you know, essentially mental judo champions. And while I've won a few bar brawls mentally over people, had a pretty good success rate. Um, facing people who've been trained by the fucking government in mental jujitsu, uh, you're gonna, gonna get fucking worked. So it's a progress thing. But since you guys are so interested in the crypto universe stuff, even though this was also used as a method of being able to harass me and keep it under the radar because it was basically talking in an encrypted way. But as I've explained in past uh, podcasts, especially in the crypto universe explained episode, which got like a gnarly amount of listens, um, And you learn kind of the whole basic history and understanding of what it is. Just to do a recap, you know, a lot of what people think or talk about how it's... People talk like... um, What is that shit called? You know, they talk like the Illuminati talk or Freemason talking or, you know, Pagan or or what have you. Um, A lot of it is taken, believe it or not, from pagan freemasonry stuff and then the military got a hold of it they you know what I'm saying once the military became a modern uh, a modern organization post you know or during i would like i would say at least like the second world war and then after um it adopted that as a basic standard of communication and then modified on top of it and built it and then you know people get trained by the government and they leave and then they go work with organized crime or they start their own thing and this stuff gets out, and over the years, so, you know what I'm saying, 70, 80 years, uh, you know I'm saying, this method of communication kind of gets out, and sooner or later, now you have people in organized crime talking like this, you have people um, in the military and in intelligence community talking like this, you have people who are just vice cops and stuff like that, who borrow lots of things from this talk, but the thing that usually people talk about saying someone talks like, you know, Illuminati talk or whatever, Um, Even like thugs and gangsters use this method. It's been picked up by lots of organized crime and they modify it. And just like language has dialects, like if you go across the United States, people in California, we talk a little different. Well, people act like we do Um, compared to people in the South, compared to people in New York. uh, They have different words for things. They say things differently. They pair ideas up. They think different things are funny. They think different things, whatever. It's the same way in talking in this kind of encrypted way, but it's not super top secret. But, you know, if you're going to learn how to how to talk like it or whatever. And, oh, also, the reason why organized crime has adopted this way of talking is because it allows them to commit crimes and then not, and then to fly under the radar since um, plausible deniability, which, believe it or not, is a term. Invented by the CIA. Plausible deniability. But I'm going to share you some basics on how to talk like this. So if you want to talk like you have a decoder ring up your ass, it's personally annoying to me because it's been used to harass me. And I'm more, as you can tell from this podcast, I'm a very kind of open book person. I verbalize my thought process as it's happening because I'm just not worried about you judging me because I just don't care what you think about me. Um, That's a good and a bad trait, by the way. You'll learn if you adopt that as a personality trait, uh, but I just don't care what you think. So a lot of my thought process is external. Um, I'm a lot like what happened when Austin Powers gets it de- got defrosted and he had no internal monologue. Well, that's me, but in real life, always, um, not in a professional setting. It's something weird. Something weird happens in a professional setting where it's just like, you know, your paycheck's at stake. So you just like, it's weird. I think I think that, yeah, the term is called code switching. It's like where your homie from the hood, like you call him at work and he's like, Hello, this is uh this is Reginald. You know, and but then you see him later, he'd be like, Ah, what's up, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like it just is what it is. But let's learn a way of talking cryptographically. And this is basic bitch cryptography shit. It's nothing top secret. You're not gonna be able to talk to anybody at the CIA or whatever like this. And like I said, lots of gangsters talk this way. Lots of vice cops and regular cops talk this way. It allows them to talk with their body cameras on without getting in trouble. But we're gonna learn something. Some people call it brevity code. Some people call it the phonetic alphabet. But I'm gonna teach you how to talk in a means. Well, one of the way, one of the ways, and lots of this crypto universe shit. It's Different ways of communicating all mashed together. So let's say you, I'm going to teach, well, I'm going to teach you, some people call this the NATO alphabet too. So it's phonetic alphabet, NATO alphabet. Uh, some people call it brevity code. Uh, but it's a way of talking to allow you to say things without saying things And. and uh uh in front of people that can understand it, I guess. And this is a first basic bitch kind of way. So I know you've definitely, you know, you know when you're repeating something to somebody on the phone and they're like, well, my name is Jeff. That's, you know, J as in juice, uh, E as in erection, F as in fondle, you know, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? F as in blah, 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 blah. Well, um, the phonetic alphabet or the natal alphabet or... Brevity code alphabet. Um, You know, they have A is for alpha, B, bravo, C, charlie, D, delta, E, echo, F, foxtrot. And they use that to communicate when, you know, that was originally created to when you're talking over the radio. And you're having to communicate something and you understand radio connection is spotty. If you, these words have um, a certain sound and a syllable pattern where it's easy to communicate these letters if you have to say something over a shitty radio connection the military invented this obviously Um, at least you could kind of understand what they're trying to say so they would always say a alpha b bravo c charlie etc and um so Basically, this basic bitch way of of talking is you basically take the first letter of the thing you're actually trying to say, and you replace it with uh, another word. This is, like I said, learning the cryptography universe. There is like, you know, there's like 30 different ways of communicating. And if you learn all the different ways of saying a thing, when you get a bunch of jumbled information sent your way that seems like normal speak, then you basically think about it like picking a lock. Each one of those picks is a different way of communicating. Maybe they were talking using this method of communication and this method of communication. Sometimes it's a mix of like five, six, seven different ways of talking to communicate a complex idea, but in a very simplified sentence. So this is, I'm going to just call this the brevity code because this is what I was called. I called, some people call it the phonetic alphabet. Some people call it the NATO alphabet. Uh, but so, and like I said, cops talk this way, vice cops talk this way, people who work in those circles in the justice department when they want to say shit without getting away with it. Like I said, it's called another word for it is lawyer speak, but believe it or not, it's a way of speaking, um, without getting in trouble. So like usually a cop, when they're talking over the radio, and they're using brevity code to communicate. They can't call someone. They can't say I'm dealing with somebody who is a fucking, alpha, a, a fucking asshole. Right? They can't say that. Because that if they arrest this guy, that's going to be on the report or whatever. The cops called me an asshole. They tried to instigate something with me. Whatever. So they can't say that. They can't say I'm I'm dealing with somebody who is a fucking asshole. So they'll say, um, oh, right now I'm dealing with Frank Alvarez. Do you see how I, how I mixed it up there? Instead of calling him a fucking asshole. I'm, I'm dealing with Frank Alvarez right now. So if they say that over the radio. That if the cop says that to dispatch. Like uh, dispatch hold on. I'm dealing with Frank Alvarez. The guy doesn't know what, what's going on. The guy might even be like. No what my, my name's fucking Jeff. You know what I'm saying. So they don't. They wouldn't even understand. They were saying that. So that the brevity code of speaking. Is one way that. You can hide information inside information. So let's say you're doing you know what I'm saying you let's use the names. Let's use names as a so let's say you were talking about um Donald Trump. But you I'm just using him as a thing. So whatever. But and but you didn't but let's say you were in the presence of Donald Trump and you didn't want to let Donald Trump know you're talking about him. So you could talk metaphorically while using a stand-in to replace his name, but still use the first two letters of his name to communicate, I'm talking about this person, but they're right here in front of me. So you can instead say, um, uh, you would not believe, so you would say to another person, you would, you know, if you want to communicate to a person, you would not believe the fucking shit that donald trump said to me yesterday right if you wanted to say that and i'm not talking shit on donald trump i don't i'm i non-partisan by the way i'm just using it because everyone knows this name and it's a good stand-in so instead of that you can say you would not instead you can you could you still use the first two letters of that person's name and say you would not believe what danny trio you would not, but and you would re- kind of replace it. You'd be like, you would not believe the quote in this Danny Trio movie I saw yesterday. So now you can, let's say your boss was Donald Trump and you're in the White House in front of Donald Trump. Now you could fucking tell your friend like you would not believe the shit this motherfucker said yesterday. But instead, you could switch it up and you replace the underlying letters while leaving the first two and then use those as a stand-in using brevity brevity code alphabet. You would not believe the, sh- you would not believe the quote, or you would not believe this line on this Danny Trio movie I saw yesterday. So you could communicate that. Um, let's say, um, you know, what I'm saying. Um, let's say Joe Biden. Let's say you're in Joe Biden's office, and you can, and you wanted to say that this guy cracked a, you know, a joke and it was funny. So you can, instead you can say, oh man, Jack Black was uh, roasting the shit out of somebody yesterday on a video I saw or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So basically you're using the stand-in of the first two letters of their name and you stand in somebody else. And usually it's um, par for the course to use a stand-in of like a celebrity or something like that. Because it's not out of the ordinary to talk about celebrities, because celebrity gossip, celebrities make very popular content, etc. So it doesn't seem out of the ordinary to replace uh, uh, a name of a person. Let's just say Frank Thomas, or I'm trying to think of FT as a celebrity name. That's fucking horrible. Uh, What's another one? Um... let's say you wanted to talk about a guy named Tim Crawford, and you were like, man, you, uh, I watched this Tim, I watched this Tom Cruise movie yesterday, man, oh man, do I gotta tell you about this Tom Cruise movie I I, I saw yesterday, and at lunch, and basically telling your friend, like, I gotta fucking tell you something that fucking Tim Crawford said to me yesterday, but you can now say this in front of them, but if you use a celebrity and attach something contextual to that celebrity within the context, and you and the person that you're talking to know that you're using brevity code alphabet to speak, now you can communicate a the you know what I'm saying the subject that you're talking about. This also works for you know like I said Frank Alvarez. You can also you know instead. Um, Let's say you want to say somebody's a real asshole, but you they're right there in front of you. Um, you can just say somebody, uh, this guy is, a, this guy is, really astonishing. This guy really is an asshole, etc. So you can use that kind of standard, but like I said, you still have to have the contextual understanding that both of you understand that. But yeah, cops talk this way all the time. Like I said, if they say they're dealing with somebody who's a fucking asshole, they can't say that over the radio or say to this person's face. Or they'll be like, oh, I'm dealing with fucking Frank Alvarez right now. Let me get back with you, dispatch, or whatever. So yeah, basically you're using the stand-in of the letters. Now, it gets a little more creative. Let's say you want, there is a bunch of things that are currently in the room or contextually relevant, whatever, you're talking. What you also do is you match up syllables. So let's say somebody is an asshole, but you don't want to say they're an asshole. You say that they're awesome, but if you say they're, um, what's a mm, but if you wanted to say that they are mmm trying to fit this contextually because I want to make sure I give you good examples. But if you want to say that they're Asian, that only uh, oh, Asian's two syllables. Fuck. See what I'm talking about? Oh, gosh. But at the same time, if you want to call someone an an asshole in front of their name, you would say awesome instead. And if you wanted to say they had Asperger's but you didn't want to say that, you would say they are um, they have anxiousness. Instead of Asperger's, you can say anxiousness, because it's the same amount of syllables. And the syllable count allows you to identify, to use in your sentence, replace words with the correct word, as long as that word matches the, the, the same amount of syllables. Do you understand? So now you can swap out the the, they swap out the meanings of a few things to somebody and swap it out and usually you want to um usually you want to communicate whether or not you're saying something positive or negative about that person and then possibly while you're communicating like right in front of them or because you're afraid that person might be recording you um, over your work phone or whatever, you then also um, have to have the understanding that if I use a positive word, that means I'm saying something positive or whatever. So then later you can go back and think about the conversation and then replace it with the contextual thing that which I was trying to say. So, one something that's also uh, important for talking this way, like I said... That's, this is just one of the ways of talking. Um, and believe it or not, there's... Gosh, there's like... There's dozens of ways of structuring your communication to conceal the things that you're saying. And this is like the bottom basic bitch thing. It's something that I had to learn at the very bottom. How these people are communicating. And this is only through trial and error. Um, but also, remember how I tell you... How I've mentioned in the episode called the crypto universe explained. Um, like I said, this is, you have to, you have to walk before you can run. So this is walking. This is one of the structures of ways that you talk cryptographically. And so you can talk about things on the phone. I mean, you've seen it so many times in a movie, you know what I'm saying? Where they replace the word for, you know, a drug with something else, but this, in this way of talking, it's, more inclusive to the thing that you're trying to say instead of alluding or giving something like a code word or whatever. This is something that you can uh it's more structured and it's important to have rules or ways of of cryptically talking about things that are more structured instead of aloof like you know instead of saying you know saying I want one slice of pizza which is like a a gram of weed you say I want a full pizza, and that's like the code for uh, an eighth of weed or whatever. Or more, you know what I'm saying? Instead of being aloof, if the reason why the structure is important is because you're going to be stacking these different means of communication on top of each other, while you're communicating, while it seems like you're having a basic conversation, and you can layer in very minute, very different things into one conversation that seems completely aloof. And that's how people in espionage get away with talking about top secret shit in public is they've learned all these different ways of talking and they just literally weave them all together. So you got like a couple dozens ways of communicating, but these people have been trained in all those ways. And so they will just interweave all of them. And then usually what happens is they call it, uh, they call it. When, when you talk to someone, you tell them like, because there's so many different ways of communicating and most of the time they're interweaving multiple ways of communicating an idea. So before they talk to, to another person in this cryptographic way, they think about the conversation ahead of time and they have to think about all the ways that they can say this thing. And basically you got to think about it like encryption. And so they re-encrypt it. And like I said, everyone has their own code words for things, et cetera. So it's like it's it's like you know what I'm saying you have to you have to take that in consideration and that also helps people uh, mask the way that they're speaking about shit so if you go to you know what I'm saying let's say there's an intelligence community around a military base in you know fucking Hoboken or here in San Diego, they have their different ways, they have their different slangs for different words and phrases of things, etc. But they all generally get taught structure like this. But if you go to a different place, it'll take you a little while to learn the way they say things. Um, It just is what it is. So... You know, uh, oh yeah, I said I was going to mention the other rule. So besides the counting of the syllables, so you can have a structure to, I uh, clearly identify that you're saying this thing, or if you do the process of elimination, like, oh, he probably means this or that or whatever, because contextually it would only fit there. It's like playing the game of Mad Libs, kind of. So, when the things that you're unsure about, or that you understand that they're trying to talk encodedly, then you go back and you think about all the ways, whatever. And the slang for that is uh, "I uh, melting ice." So, when you have the conversation with one person to another person, they're just basically saying a bunch of shit to you, and they have to keep it simple but uh, um, communicate a important idea or thing or piece of information. But they can't say it to they can't say it plainly because of the surveillance rich society that we live in. And so the, com- the the conversation is known as, you know, ice. Basically, I'm saying something, You it doesn't really make sense right now, but you're going to go back later and then you're going to think about it and then the ice will melt. Like I said, back in the Crypto Universe explained, everything revolves around the existence of water. Why? Because water is related to the word leaks. So that's why water talked about. So, you know, so that's why water is used as a, as a, um, measure of communication. So the conversation will be ice, you know what I'm saying? And then when you think about what you, that person said to you based on all the different, like I said, there's like dozens of ways to communicate something and they weave them all together. It, it's like you're communicating something to somebody. And they included, think about them like they're all languages. So this way of communicating with the letters, that's one language. There's another one using, uh, I'm not going to get into those yet. Because I want you to focus on this. But basically, think about them all as all like little mini languages. Not like a full-blown language. They're all like mini languages. And so think about if you wove... So if you were just communicating, if you're just communicating one paragraph of ideas to someone, but you did it by speaking in Spanish, French, you know, Polish and German, and those are all different languages, this phonetic alphabet is one mini kind of language. It's not a full-blown language, you, don't have to remember, you know what I'm saying? It's just, these are the rules for talking like this. But they, but they weave all those different rules for communicating into one sentence. And this basic bitch thing that you need to learn right off the bat is this is this brevity alphabet of swapping the words for the alphabet, uh, swapping the the word but keeping the first letter of the thing you're trying to say. Now, if you switch the letters, um. So instead of saying Donald Trump, if you say, if you're talking, let's say you're talking in the room about Donald Trump, whatever, but instead you say Ted Danson, that's the reverse of his, of the letters of his name, right? So instead of saying Donald Trump instead, but you're trying to communicate, you're talking about this guy, but instead you say, you would not believe this episode yesterday, I saw of Ted Dan- on the of the Ted Danson show, right? And he said this in front of him. And he doesn't know. He thinks you're talking about a celebrity. Like I said, celebrities are always a good thing because it doesn't seem weird or out of place to talk about celebrities because celebrities do lots of things. They do lots of projects. So, but now you switch the letters, right? So they're backwards. So that means everything that you're communicating about Donald Trump but using the stand-in for Ted Danson because the initials of his name have been switched. Now everything that you're saying about him is in reverse. So you could say like, so let's say, hmm, how can I say this? I wanna just teach you something here. And this seems silly and I'm just using this as a placeholder. Um, you know how that whole grab them right by the pussy. So the opposite, I guess, would of of saying that would be like, let go of my ass. Cause if you're grabbing someone's vagina, the opposite of the vagina would be what's behind the vagina, right? Cause that's opposites. So that'd be the ass. <laughs> I know this is silly, right? So you can say, so let's say you wanted to say Donald Trump grabbed me right by the pussy. Instead, you can say, "This Ted Danson show I saw yesterday. Um, he said this wonderful thing, and then he let go of this guy's ass." So, what's the reverse of that? He said some he said some horrible shit to me, and then he grabbed me right by the pussy. Do you understand? So, since you've switched the letters of his name, you're indicating to the person you're communicating about, even though you. Are both kind of giving each other the signal, like we're talking about this fucking dude right here in front of his face. Since you switch the order of his, of the, of his initials, you've already let this person know I'm going to be talking in reverse about this person, which is another layer of encryption. Do you understand? So now not only you're replacing the brevity code, but remember in the uh, crypto universe explained how I talked, talked about how they talk in reverse a lot, et cetera. And it's a way of, Disguising information. Um, so now, instead, if I say, "Oh, Ted dance," I this I watched Ted dancing on TV yesterday, and he said this hilarious thing, and he let go of this guy's ass. It's so funny. I got to tell you more about it at lunch. So now you can say, "Donald Trump said some horrible shit to me," and then he grabbed me right by the pussy. Now. You want to hear some, you know, this brevity code shit that I'm talking about teaching you right now, this brevity code alphabet of talking and how, and how the rules work. Um, Hillary Clinton talks that way. Lots of politicians talk that way because politicians have to, they know all these rules. Believe it or not, lots of the politicians, the senior politicians, the reason why lots of them end up staying in is um, because they understand how to communicate sensitive information. And being able to learn all these different means of communication will drastically improve your ability to stay within a certain thing because not only do they know that they can communicate sensitive information to you but then you also understand the culture of shutting the fuck up etc and the importance of being able to courier information and communicate that in public ways um on TV to other people in other states or whatever that you can't be seen talking to or whatever. Believe it or not, they do that. Politicians, they talk to their constituents that way. Um, And they all, there's so many different ways of, you know what I'm saying, Uh, doing the crypto shit. Um, Everyone has their own language. They can choose which rules they want to use when they talk. You can, some people, because it takes skill to learn how to encrypt the way you talk to other people. Some people will let you know like I'm kind of good at talking backwards, but I'm not so good at talking sideways or I'm not so good at um Yeah, there's just so many different ways to talk. But so Hillary Clinton did something and it's a really simple. It's um so basket of deplorables. Remember how she said Donald Trump's voters are a basket of deplorables? She was using basic brevity code. Um, She was calling them a bunch of dipshits. But she wanted to keep her brand, but she also wanted to communicate to other people who also understand how to talk that way, that she was talking about his voter group that way as kind of her own way of talking shit. So her saying, basket of deplorables, remember, because you take the the first letter in the word and you replace it. And remember especially if it if it seems out of place. Um, believe it or not, lots of gaffes. Gaffs are purposefully gaffs to signal that I'm trying to say something, believe it or not. Um, so if it seems out of place, it's on purpose, usually. But unless you contextually know what's going on between them and the person they're trying to communicate to. It's almost impossible to decipher. You basically have to live that person's life to contextually understand it. That's another way that they keep information encrypted. But basically Hillary Clinton was calling Trump's voter base a bunch of dipshits. But she wanted to uh, obviously keep her class about her. So she called them a basket of deplorables. So Hillary Clinton uses... One you have, use, uses that rule, etc. Among others, like I said, there's dozens of ways, dozens of rules and little micro-languages of how to conceal information. And they're all layered like a lasagna in something that seems like such a basic sentence. Do you understand? Such a basic message, such a basic communication. You're just like, oh, well, they're talking about movies. Oh, well, they were talking about this dog they saw. Oh, they're like, no, they weren't. They were using... The reason why it's important to have these little micro-languages to have the structure, which is why you don't want to talk like a drug dealer. You want to talk in means that have structure. So then the person can decode the information because if you use metaphors and slang, you could miscommunicate something and then your message couldn't get to the person. So what would be even the purpose of talking with a decoder ring up your ass? So this brevity alphabet, brevity code phonetic alphabet. What do you want to call it? Native alphabet. We're going to call it the brevity alphabet because that's how I learned it. But so basically yeah, you're just replacing you're taking the first letter of the thing you're trying to say and making sure you're contextually discussing that thing or communicating with the tone of your vo- tone of your voice or other means of nonverbal communication to communicate what you're actually trying to say. Hillary Clinton, it's a basket of deplorables. Um, but, like I said, if you... But if you're talking about some information that you both know that you're talking about, but you switch the order, let's say, of the name that you're saying, or whatever, of the person you're saying, whatever, that also signals to the person receiving the information all this information is going to be backwards. Do you understand? Or, you know, you could... ABC EFG Okay, was it TU? I don't know. I guess if you wanna, if you said Eugene Uvaldi, uh, you could be talking sideways because of the letters right next to Trump's name. Um, I have to think about that a little little harder to give you a better lesson because I I want to teach you. I can, I can listen to this stuff and I can talk this way, but it's also, it's different than, it, when you teach something, it's different, so I want, I don't want to get you off course, so let's fuck all that shit, but I do want to talk about the uh, brevity alphabet means of communication, it's the very first step in learning how to talk encryptedly, and like I said, it's basically like a lasagna, where you'll say a one sentence, but because of you thought ahead of how to structure that sentence, and how to talk that way, etc., that you're actually probably saying something a lot more important, or you're saying something that's a lot more complex, or you might even be communicating three different ideas all at once. That's the reason why you want to make sure that you use these micro languages, I guess, to communicate within English um, to encryptedly talk. Because if they have rules then you could then you can don't have to sit there and ponder, oh, maybe this person meant this. I mean no because it doesn't follow the rules. So then there's no miscommunications. It's important to have rules when you're talking encryptedly. Um, so yeah, that's I guess the first basic bitch step that you need to learn how to talk encryptedly is uh, the brevity alphabet. Anyways, I hope that helps. Oh, and I want to add, actually, I want to add, it came back here and I added something. This also comes useful if I have a whole episode called Trench Coding, where basically how lots of people on, um, NSA contractors and contractors, like to harass you over the internet using like, you know, ghost in the machine type methods of harassment and they call, you know, it's, and they, um. They trench coat you, basically, just like a flasher, trench coat, you know, isn't a, you runs around in a trench coat, and then, like, you don't, it just looks like some guy's wrapped up in a coat, and then all of a sudden, they flash you real quick, right? Let's say they turn their back to everyone else, and they flash you real quick, and you see his, his wiener, and all you see is wiener, and then he turns around and just looks like he's wearing a, you know, a, a, a long trench coat, let's say, during the winter, obviously. You can't be running around the beach town in the summer with a fucking trench coat. Obviously, you look like a weirdo, but... So they do trench coding, where they, um, do something alarming to let you know, we control this environment, everything that you're seeing here. And, you know, this brevity shit on, as, as well as all the other methods of communication is all weaved together. And what that also allows them to do first and foremost, to get your attention, let you know, we are going to control what you see. And then as they force you to learn this. You don't even realize you're learning it. It's like... You ever seen the first Karate Kid movie? And the guy's like fucking painting the fence. And he's like, man, I ain't trying to paint the fence all fucking day long, bro. I thought I came over here to learn fucking karate. And you're painting the... F- and, he's, and all he did was just fucking paint the fence all day. You know, all day, every day. And then all of a sudden, the guy's like, okay. Do what I told showed you. To, and I'm talking about the first Karate Kid, not... The uh the new one. I didn't see the new one. I um but watch the original Karate Kid movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So they have you repeat this thing over and over and over and over again and it seems like nonsense, but they're forcing you to do it and you're like, Man, why does this keep happening? Die, bitch! I just killed a mosquito. Um but uh it's like painting the fence, how they taught it to me. I didn't realize it was being drilled into my head, reinforced. But When I did the thing wrong, they would use radiation to harm me, to make me feel, have a bad time, to know whatever I was doing was wrong. And they just kept repeating this thing over and over again until I got it right. And then just the fear of not being exposed to radiation eventually gets you to just do the right thing. You just do it basically by, it's like you're a blind person. And, you know what I'm saying, there's a, there's a one path through this hallway and then, and you have to stay in the path. And if you veer off the path, it's a bunch of nails on either side of the path. And then you, you basically just make your way through the path by, you know what I'm saying, feeling around in the dark and, you know, you hit a nail and you're like, Oh, that's not right. And then you'll keep going and you kind of in the path still. And then you'll veer off the path and then you, oh, you start hitting nails and that's the only way to get across is make a lot of mistakes and hopefully try to stay in the path. Uh, how to stay in the path was radiation. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Okay. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff. Radiation. Oh, no. it's, it's gnarly how they use this radiation. Like you're a dog. You have to understand, but these Intel guys, and it doesn't have to necessarily be Intel guys because the Intel community here has taught organized crime. Cause like I said, They've stuck around since, like, 89, bro. The the last guy here in San Diego, the, the dominant cartel. It's amazing for a fucking boss, one of those things, to stick around since 89, dog. That is a miracle. Um, obviously, that's somebody who was getting help and support uh, by the intelligence community. It was somebody that they knew. It was somebody familiar. They obviously protected him. And then, obviously, when there was a regime change, what happened? So, I'm not going to even get into that, but that kind of gets tied into some of the crazy shit that happened down here in San Diego in 2015, 2016. Anyways, long story longer, so they taught these cartel people, the, since the down here in San Diego, the way um, organized crime hap- or, or the, the criminal environment is here, it's like a food web. It's not like a hierarchy and it's not like pockets. It's like the intelligence community Works with the corrupt law, the corrupt people in law enforcement and federal law enforcement. Because we have a lot of federal law enforcement. Because we have like Department of Homeland Security here. And the FBI here. Because it's San Diego. It's got so much military shit. There's just so much government infrastructure here. So the corrupt people from there. The intelligence community. Because the intelligence community. Might, those guys don't have a fucking soul. Not because they're evil. But if have you heard? I mean I played that clip by Mike Pompeo where he says... You know, um, in the CIA, we have entire courses on how to lie, cheat, and steal to people professionally. They get certified in this shit. No bullshit. Certified in how to lie, cheat, and steal. These people are basically trained by the U.S. government to be sociopaths. Do you understand? So they get taught to lie to your face and make you believe everything they said. They get taught to cheat so they know how to fucking scam you out of anything that you have. And you know, and and steal, they know how to take things without you even realize they took it. Um, Pompeo is literally on record saying this over at uh, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I think it was University of Austin or something like that. Anyways, long story longer. So, the intelligence community, intelligence community, and the private intelligence community, people who go private public, uh, private sector, uh, work with organized crime here because it's an extra network. It provides them a network of getting shit done and they've taught them how to do some of this shit. So while this, while this was being beaten into me, there was, th- there was people from the, um, cartels that are, uh, involved in this, but then there was also, um, well to do, um, Americanized people who were also involved in this stuff, people who are part of the, uh, intelligence community, et cetera, who are also fucking with me, shooting this radiation shit at me, trying to program this shit into me over and over and over again. Um, but so that's how they do it. It's like, it's like, it's like you don't even realize you're learning something. You're just trying to avoid pain. It's a very traumatic thing. Like I said, once they knock you to the bottom of Maslow's Pyramid, that's when they start doing this fucked up shit to you. Because nobody cares about you at this point. So now they can just do whatever they want to you. Nobody cares. Police aren't going to help you. You, And you just want to live. And you don't want to have radiation poisoning. So you do everything you can. So you, you just learn by feeling in the dark. And the reason why they also like doing that is so it gets programmed into your... I think it's your hippocampus your animal brain so it's not even something that you need to think about so this cryptography method of communicating was basically hammered into my limbic system limbic system i think it is limbic system regardless whatever i I, I, i'm saying i'm saying it out loud like i know let me double check well since i got you guys on here Do, do do The triune brain. Triune brain is. That's the. Yep. Animal brain, the limbic system. I was right. That's why my it just popped in my head, and I just knew it was right. The limbic system. So basically, try to program it into your like animal core of your brain and it's like they they teach you all these different methods of communication i I went through what they call courier programming where then they abuse the shit out of me and just like with painting the fence i don't even realize i'm being communicated something and then they'll scare the fuck out of me to go somewhere else or whatever and then communicate something to somebody that means something to them but doesn't mean shit to me etc. Like, it's so, it's so crazy how the intelligence, how, how fucking brilliant our intelligence community is. It was a crazy, traumatic, horrible fucking ride for me, but at least I can teach you guys about shit. Anyways, so it's like painting the fence, like in Karate Kid. They just beat it into you, and you have to go through a lot of trauma to realize what is, what is, uh, what is, what is good and what is bad basically you just try your hardest to not go have a bad time and you just tr- and you just tell you, you what you don't know what's going on all you know is that you're just trying not to have a bad time and they do this with radiation exposure and they keep you constantly nauseous what have you and they constantly beat this into you and this is one of the first things that they taught me and I didn't even realize I was being taught it until it started making sense to me contextually all of a sudden I realized like once I got taught all these things... Cause like I said, I was like painting the fence. I didn't even realize I was being put through various means of torture... Using um, the threat of radiation poisoning. And here's the thing with radiation poisoning. You can hyperfocus it. And it's silent. And it's invisible. And nobody else knows it's happening to you. And they can be happening right in the middle of a shopping center... A grocery store. And a parking lot. You just don't know. But... Anyways... Um, but yeah, so basically I learned these things, not because I understood them. I was being taught something. They abused me and abused this and, and, and put me through so much post-traumatic stress to program this into my limbic system. So then all of a sudden I realized there's people around me having conversations, et cetera. And all of a sudden I understand they, because it, remember it's important to have the rules, because without the rules, everything's arbitrary. So all of a sudden I started y- understand using the rules that I was, learn- I was being forced to learn. And all of a sudden I was contextually making sense. And then people were communicating shit to me. That was saying one thing, but then I applied it to the rules that were beaten into me. Using radiation though, not actual beating. And then all of a sudden, if I paid attention or I followed the directions and the encoded information I would see if they were right so I would just show up to the places that I thought they were saying to go and etc and then all of a sudden another person would talk to me and say tell me something and then another person would tell me something and after a while I realized like oh I'm a fucking courier and I didn't even fucking realize it um but this was the very first thing that they beat into me using radiation exposure was this brevity alphabet but, oh yeah, when I started this ramble, it was, is, it's also a nice way for the people who trench coat you, these abuse, these people in the intelligence community and signals intel, who have full control of your whole device, all the stuff that gets piped into your secure connection internet through algorithms, etc. So, this is the US government doing this. This isn't some asshole. Um, and then they also talk. And communicate using these means to you. Um, and they and they let you know, hey, we could fake every account you see in every comment thread, etc. It all depends on the context. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, they will uh, talk shit to you also constantly. Using this encoded method of talking. Because like I said, they can control. They can shadow ban me. And even though like a celebrity wrote a post about something, they will shadow ban me from seeing all the real people in the comments, and then fill it full of a bunch of a and fill it full of a bunch of bots, and then say a bunch of encrypted shit to me. And most of the time, the guy that I have, who keeps fucking with me all the time, he just talks a lot of shit. But regardless, that's how they program it into you. It's like painting the fence, like Mister Miyagi. He's like, he, you remember in that scene, he says, go up, okay, paint the fence. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Miyagi throws a bunch of punches at him, but because he did the paint the fence motion, all of a sudden the thing he was doing was given context to him. So all of a sudden you realize like, oh, I was learning a thing and I had no idea. I just thought I was going through a bad time, but now you've given context to the action that was. Well it wasn't beaten into him. But he had to do it so much. It was basically imprinted in his limb, limbic system. You know what I'm saying. He knew it just off the hand, off the top. And so then it was. He learned that he was learning karate. While paying the fence. And he never knew it. That's essentially how it's done. But instead it's very abusive. And it, they use radiation to teach you things. That you didn't realize. And it's not until they, they feel like you have a good grasp. On the rules of the thing that they then give it context but it's very fucked up. Uh, I went through courier programming that's essentially what they call it courier programming and uh it was really fucked up what they did to me uh, but they'll give you context for shit it'll feel amazing at first and then you'll realize and then they then all of a sudden, another uh, these uh a group of, a new group of people will realize you can understand them when they say things to you and then when you don't listen to them while well, they talk to you in encrypted ways because you're just like what bitch i don't fucking know you fuck you uh but they have access to these <sighs> devices etc and i don't want to just keep saying it's this radiation shit uh like it's a, it's radioactive material there's a lot of pharmaceutical companies in san diego uh, a lot of pharma tech and they work closely with the military. And there's a lot of cutting edge medical imaging stuff happening here, like x-ray lasers and think about phones, how phones, cell phones start off as these fucking bricks. And now they're these things you can put in your pocket and they're very powerful. Um, Think of that What with medical imaging technology. Now the cartel doesn't get access to that shit. They have some homemade stuff. And so do a lot of people here in town. It's just the culture here. It's so, such a weird, it's it's totally changed the way I view my fucking city, man. It ruined it. I want to go back Is just thinking it's a bunch of fucking stoners, surfers, and and such. But um, if you don't listen to the people that realize that now you can be talked to in in an encoded way, a lot of these military and intel people will, will fucking shoot, um, radiation at you and they have nicer shit. They have, like I said, more advanced kind of like weaponized medical imaging devices. Like I said, go, I mean, you should see some of the stuff that like Thermo Fisher Scientific is working on that they've made public. Now think of the shit that they're working on with the military that isn't public. And just like with the stealth bomber, they made that shit in the 70s. We didn't find out about it until the fucking 90s. Do you understand? Like, so you have to also think about military tech that way. How they use these radiation emitters, etc. To fuck people up in plain sight. And that person just thinks like, oh, I'm just having an episode or whatever. It's like, no, there's some dude just lit you up with his advanced medical imaging thing. But They have all sorts of shit going on here. And a lot of these pharmaceutical companies are covers for... Well, not covers, but they work closely with the military and they develop technology that we don't fucking... uh, We don't see. But what would be the reason that the military would be interested in uh, medical imaging other than to turn it into a fucking weapon? And just like with the cell phone, they find out how to make it smaller and smaller and more powerful and to do fucked up shit, etc. So... Yeah. Once these people realize that, um, you know how to talk a certain way and then people from the, and it's not just all the intelligence community. Like I said, they'll hand you over to certain people who know about this shit around here and they'll just have fun with you. You're like their little pinata. But first and foremost is the military will be and military and contractors and, uh, military industrial people will fuck with you because a lot of those guys have clearance and they all know, learn how to talk. Not all the ways. Um, uh, there's just so many different ways of talking uh, or communicating, like I said, they're like little micro languages that you weave in like a, some sort of like think about think of a basket lasagna that's basically yeah, the best way I can I can put it. but um, yeah, they'll teach you lots of ways of communicating. like I said, I went through courier programming and um, it's like paying the fence like with uh, Mr. Miyagi, you don't realize that you're being you're going through hell. Because they're going to give you context for the thing that they just beat into you using radiation exposure. And uh, once they reveal it to you, all of a sudden, it's it has like a new, you know what I'm saying, it get, you have like a new car smell every time. One of the new things gets revealed to you that you thought you were just having the worst time because you're constantly shitting yourself and feeling nauseous as fuck and et cetera. But in reality, they were, they didn't want to, talk to you or make contact with you in public because that would also expose them as an intel asset so then at a distance what they do is they just put you through a series of experiences control your options to make sure you go through that certain journey and then when you don't do the thing that they want or you don't go through the thing if you don't go through their i guess journey that they had planned out for you right they hit you with radiation every time you get something wrong until you realize Until you realize, okay, I'm not getting hit with radiation, so I'm just going to keep doing this until... Just like you train a dog. Just like you train a dog. Positive reinforcement instead is negative reinforcement. And then I get taught all these different ways of communicating, all this courier programming. And a lot of it's used to communicate in media, and politics, etc. But it's not just one way of talking. It's not just brevity alphabet. That is literally the most basic. That's like tying your fucking shoes that's not even going to school. If we were, if I were to teach you something, Brevity code is tying your shoes to get ready in the morning to get on the school bus to go to school. If I were to actually teach you the cryptography shit, I, I was forced into my fucking brain through these horrible fucking experiences. But Brevity Alphabet is the first step to the crypto universe I guess we'll start calling these, because I have a whole field note class of podcast episodes, I guess we'll start calling these Crypto University. Kind of play off the whole Crypto Universe podcast, which kicked this off. Cool, anyways, I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from deep inside the fertile bubble.